Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator Lawrence Katsaris for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey. Thanks for joining me on Your Health Guide. I'm Lawrence Katsaris and in this episode we're going to dive into the world of fish oil, looking at how we can use it to support our health and the things that we need to be aware of when consuming fish to be getting this fish oil or when taking fish oil supplements. Now this episode is going to be different to my typical format in the sense that I'm not going to be joined by anyone else. But instead, I wanted to cover off some points and questions that I've been getting lately from patients and other practitioners, because there's been a lot of conversations lately in the media. There's been some research articles and published scientific data, both for and against fish oil, that's caused a bit of chatter. And I've been working with these questions with patients and other practitioners and I thought well this is something that you'd probably also be very curious to know the information about and understand the answers to these questions so you know how you can use fish oil on your health journey. So firstly when we're talking about fish oil the benefits from fish oil come from the omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids found within that oil. Now that specifically are these two components, one known as EPA and the other as DHA. So EPA and DHA are essentially the active components of the fish oil. And EPA has potentially more anti-inflammatory benefits and DHA has its actions for supporting neuronal health. So that's helping the neurons of our brain and our nervous system. So that's great for things like memory and cognition and helping developing brains in, um, in our kids. And DHA is also beneficial for helping with our lipids or our cholesterol and helping to have a healthier cholesterol profile. But both EPA and DHA have a little bit of overlap in their actions. So it's not that you would just take EPA if you had arthritis or joint pain or back pain, you would still want some DHA because it also has some anti-inflammatory effects. And you wouldn't just take DHA if you're trying to help to improve your cardiovascular health or your brain health, for instance. And you tend to get EPA and DHA, they're coming obviously naturally both together from fish, and you're getting them both uh, combined in fish oil supplements. Now, in terms of getting enough EPA and DHA, how much do we need? Well, the recommended daily intake here in Australia for EPA and DHA is 250 milligrams to 500 milligrams a day. Now, as with most RDIs, that's kind of like the base level amount that will keep your general physiology ticking over. But if you have a particular condition, you need to be going far greater than that. And you start to be looking at therapeutic doses. And when you're looking at therapeutic doses of EPA and DHA, they start at combined levels of 1,000 milligrams a day and they'll go right up to, you know, 2.7, even above 3,000 milligrams, like 2.7 grams or above 3 grams a day of EPA and DHA. So far greater than the recommended daily intake. Now, you might be trying to do the maths there and thinking, okay, well, how much fish do I need to be consuming to be getting enough of that? And if I'm taking fish oil supplements, how much how many capsules or how much oil do I need to take to get that? So in terms of consuming fish, you'll get different levels of EPA and DHA from different fish. So you get more of this active omega-3s from deep sea fish. So that's things like 
our mackerel, salmon, tuna, and sardines are also high in EPA and DHA. Now, you'll get, say, in a piece of, you know, 150 milligram piece of fish of these, you'll get about 1,500 milligrams of EPA and DHA. Now, that's very different to saying if you were going to have a piece of cod, same size piece of cod is going to give you about 200 to 300 milligrams of EPA and DHA. So that's a combined when I'm talking these levels here, right? So immediately you start to see, okay, well, these deeper sea fish are offering kind of more bang for your buck to get more EPA and DHA for getting those per piece. The problem is, though, that when you're getting um, that benefits of the EPA and DHA from those particular fish, fish like your salmon and your tuna and your mackerel, they sit higher in the food chain, meaning that when they're consuming other fish, that they're also consuming the toxins housed within those fish. And that's why we start to see that these larger fish are also containing high amounts of bad toxins. So we're talking about things like heavy metals, things like plasticizers, things like pesticides, organochlorines, phthalates. So while we might be getting the benefits of the fish oil and greater amounts of fish oil from those fish, we're also getting some of the consequence of eating those types of fish. And for this reason, out of those types of fish, sardines tend to be better because they're smaller, that you're not getting, it's not as rife with harmful chemicals. However, if us, for us to be getting enough of like that fish oil per day, like if we come back and do the maths, and say starting amounts if you need a therapeutic dose of fish oil is around, you know, starting at a thousand milligrams and goes up from there, then we start to be seeing that you need to still be eating decent levels of these fish every day. And from what the research consistently shows is that very few people actually do this. And there's a way that you can actually now test how much omega-3 you have within your body and how much omega-3 you then need to actually get in through your diet or supplements to get you into healthy ranges. It's a test that's available through naturopaths and other practitioners in Australia and New Zealand now, known as the Omega-3 Index Test. And there's a lot of research around this to actually show that people with a higher omega-3 index are at um, less risk of developing chronic diseases, such as cardiovascular disease. They're at less risk of developing um, inflammatory disorders. And you can correlate this omega-3 index with not only their health, but with also their omega-3 or fish oil intake. Now, when we're looking at this omega-3 index, what you're basically looking at is you're looking at the percentage of omega-3 that is found in someone's red blood cell, and it needs to be greater than 8%. And that's where they find if you're above 8%, then you're doing really well, and it's, you know, it's very unlikely that you're going to be having you're at less risk um, statistically and both uh, clinically of having any kind of chronic diseases and you're more likely to live longer and have a healthier life. But in Australia, what they find is that people on average sit between 4 to 6% in their omega-3 index. So based off that, they need to be consuming, you know, a higher levels of these EPA and DHA. And you'd start to be looking at a above 1,200 milligrams, and then depending upon where you'd sit with your omega-3 index, even greater than that again. Now that's something that a practitioner can test for you and can then prescribe you the right dose of fish oil based on your level of omega-3. And unfortunately for most of us, that's going to be involving 
getting higher amounts of omega-3 into us because four out of five Australians do not get enough omega-3 into them and that's why you'll see this on average, most people have a lower omega-3 index. And so then that comes into the realm of, of dosing there. So when we're dosing with fish oil, we need to be getting these therapeutic doses, which can be dictated by where your blood levels of omega-3 are at, and depending upon what it is that you need the fish oil for. Is it for general health? Is it for cardiovascular disease? Is it for pain? Is it for mood disorders? Um, is it for improving cognition? Is it because you're expecting and you're needing to take good levels of EPA and DHA um, for the developing child? And this then comes into well, how much of, you know, capsules or liquid does an individual need to be taking? And the same thing kind of comes up here in terms of fish oil supplementation is it will depend. And what it depends largely about is the quality and the concentration of the fish oil supplement that you're taking. Because essentially, it's like that good old ad campaign on motor oils, oils aren't oils. There's a difference in oils and there's a very vast difference in the quality of fish oil. And essentially you get what you pay for. And what I mean by that is when a company is making fish oil, it depends upon the types of fish and, and where they're getting those fish from as to the extraction method of how they're getting that oil out of the fish. So for instance, depending upon the types of fish that are used, as I've already indicated, some fish are going to have, sure, higher amounts of EPA and DHA, but they're also going to have higher amounts of toxic contaminants. And then the way that you extract that oil out can be done through a cold, slow extraction process, which doesn't damage the oil, which gets that oil out, and by not damaging the oil means that it doesn't heat it, it doesn't go rancid, it keeps it nice and stable. And this is really important because by the time that fish oil is extracted, then put into a bottle, then take into a store and then you buy that and put it in your mouth, you want to make sure that that fish oil is nice and stable so the EPA and DHA is still present there. Where if you're damaging the fish oil as you extract it from the fish, what can end up happening is that you can oxidise the oil and then those active ingredients of EPA and DHA can actually start to deteriorate. And by the time you end up taking that oil, that fish oil supplement, you're not getting the levels of EPA and DHA that should be present in that oil that were maybe present at, it at the time of manufacture, maybe two years prior. Now, this is really important because not only are you then getting a quality product, but you also want to make sure that the next step is that once I've extracted that fish oil, is then that oil is then cleaned and purified to get rid of any kind of contaminants that are present there. And that there is a costly process. And so essentially, I'm sorry to say, but when you're buying a fish oil tub in the supermarket or in the chemist and it's, you know, two, 300 capsules and it's 20 bucks, you're not paying for an oil that can be done through those quality processes. It's not possible that you're getting an oil that is clean and pure and concentrated that is going to give you good amounts of EPA and DHA and low amounts of these toxic contaminants. Now, you might think, well, surely there should be um, some standards across this. And there are some standards set by um, here in Australia where we can't have certain levels of contaminants present. 
However, it only dictates particular contaminants. So it might be looking at heavy metals or it might be looking at organochlorines, but it doesn't cover all contaminants. So there's some that aren't mandatorily required to be testing for. And then the levels that are required to test for, you can get by with having some small amounts of them which is an irony in the sense that it's a therapeutic supplement. So the, the sheer idea of having toxic contaminants in that supplement to me doesn't completely make sense at all. I don't wanna be prescribing a supplement to my patients ever, knowing fine well that there could well be small amounts of contaminants present in that. So you wanna be making sure that you're getting the cleanest, purest fish oil possible. You can also be seeing this in terms of the concentration of fish oil when you're looking on the label. So a standard fish oil supplement might have 180 milligrams of EPA and 120 milligrams of DHA, for instance, where when you move to highly concentrated fish oil supplements, like I'll be prescribing fish oils that'll have 500 milligrams of EPA and 200 milligrams of DHA. So immediately when we start to be thinking about the dosing required, it's far less required to capsules or mills of liquid to be taken to get that therapeutic benefit. And this is reflected in the quality of fish oils that are available to practitioners in the market. So when you're getting a high quality fish oil from a practitioner prescribed, it's clean and it's pure and it's concentrated and they're able to prescribe it to you at the dose required for your particular condition which we'll talk about in a second. So do be aware that when you're getting fish oils you are getting what you pay for and there is certainly the value in paying for that good quality fish oil because not only does it mean that you can take less so it obviously works out cheaper often in the long run because you're not needing to take eight capsules you're just taking two but also that oil that's present is clean and pure and you're not getting any kind of contaminants. Questions that have coming up lately is around the aspect of plasticizers and the plasticizers that could be present in fish oil. And if you're getting a good quality fish oil, none of these toxic contaminants are actually a problem. Then there's another aspect that also goes into that is also the fishing practices. And we're probably all very aware of the overfishing that can be taking place in our oceans and how this can be affecting our marine ecosystems. And when you're using good quality fish oil, these are done through sustainable fishing processes so that you're not just overfishing particular areas and you're doing it from the particular types of fish that are able to easily be replicated um, and through breeding practices. So. Be, be aware, essentially, when you're getting fish oil, you're getting what you pay for. Look, if you're seeing a practitioner, and probably the easiest way to go about doing this is where you can get a good, clean fish oil is by going to see a practitioner. And they'll be able to prescribe you, as I mentioned, a good, clean, practitioner-only fish oil that they have access to that's also very concentrated at the doses required for you. Now, in terms of where the research sits within fish oil, a lot of us might think that fish oil seems like a very kind of vanilla plain kind of in, um, supplement. It, you know, how beneficial is it? There's actually a huge amount of accumulated research in human clinical studies on fish oil and it shows benefits of things like cardiovascular disease in the sense that um, above 1.2 grams a day of EPA and DHA, you start to see huge benefits in decreasing people's LDL levels, which is tends to be called your bad cholesterol. You improve things like your good cholesterol, like your HDL levels. 
and decrease triglyceride levels. So you see benefits there for cholesterol profile. You also start to see benefits for insulin resistance, which is important for the diabetics out there. They've found that fish oil supplementation is able to improve insulin sensitivity by 47%. So this is really useful for people who are starting to put on weight or people who may be struggling with diabetes. Insulin resistance tends to be a big part of that picture in these metabolic disorders. Fish oil has also been shown to be really beneficial in mood disorders such as depression. So they've found that it is safe and effective in the treatment of depression. Um, and this can also be safely used alongside any pharmaceutical antidepressant medications. So really got some great value there because a lot of things that might be beneficial in depression um, actually can't often be used alongside antidepressant medications. And Dr. Adrian Lepresti and I talked about some of these benefits of fish oil and mood disorders in our discussion around um, stress and mood disorders. So you can check out that episode um, in this podcast. But a lot of the area where people probably be familiar with using fish oil and why you may be taking it yourself is for reducing pain. So this comes up for both arthritis of osteoarthritis and the autoimmune condition rheumatoid arthritis. Now, when you're taking fish oil for pain, the studies will consistently show that you need to get a combined dose of EPA, DHA of 2.7 grams a day. So that's not 2.7 grams a day of fish oil, that's 2.7 grams a day of EPA and DHA. That often equates to, say, in the concentrated fish oil that I'll be using, of about four to five grams of actual fish oil. If you, someone's taking a less concentrated fish oil, that can often be up around 8 to 10 grams of fish oil. So that can equate to like 8 to 10 capsules a day. This is often where when I see patients and they're not getting benefits from fish oil, I'll ask them, well, what's the type of fish oil you're taking and how many capsules of that are you taking? And I ask them what's the type because I want to find out are they taking a good quality, clean, purified and concentrated fish oil? And then I find out, well, how much are you taking because if you're taking one or two capsules a day of an ordinary fish oil that you've picked up from the supermarket, you're kidding yourself if you think you're going to get therapeutic actions. Where if you prescribe 2.7 grams a day of EPA DHA, then that's when you'll start to see these benefits in reduction of joint pain uh, in improvements of mobility. And you can even start to see this where some of these products will be endorsed by Arthritis Australia because they'll have that certified dose that Arthritis Australia have seen, proven by the research, will improve these joint conditions and pain. We also see benefits of fish oil for skin, and a lot of us may be aware of these and taking it for this. This can help to decrease the ultraviolet-induced um, inflammation and damage in our skin and hyperpigmentation. It can also help with providing moisture to the skin, so beneficial in dry, flaking, irritated, sensitive skin. And they start to become beneficial in conditions even like right through to things like eczema and psoriasis. And again, working with a practitioner, they can work on different doses that are required on the fish oil depending upon what those actions are that we're seeing relevant to what you need the fish oil for. But as a base level, generally be looking at that 1,000 milligrams a day of EPA and DHA to be beneficial for general health. And this is then where it starts to be stepping into some of the controversies around the research on fish oil. And some of the studies have come out have shown that um, you you know the, there's not cardiovascular disease 
um, decrease from fish oil supplementation. But unfortunately, in a lot of these reviews, they don't look at the dose of fish oil that's used. And when they go back and look at the studies and they go, well, let's separate out and go, let's just look at the studies that used above that 1,000 milligrams, which is what's been proven to be beneficial, they start to find, oh, yes, you did get a decrease in cardiovascular disease risk. You did get those improvements in the cholesterol profiles, in the insulin resistance that I just mentioned. But if you're going to take, you know, 200, you know, milligrams of EPA and DHA, then unfortunately not, you're not going to be getting those benefits. The same things is that we've seen in studies where they talk about the stability of fish oil. And a couple of years ago, there was a paper published in Australia questioning the stability and the rancidity of fish oil available on the Australian market. And what we saw here is that uh, the methodology they used was actually flawed. And it's not the methodology that you would actually typically use to test fish oil and that methodology actually caused oxidation of the fish oil and when they went back and did independent studies of that they showed that in fact those levels were intact in some of the oils but unfortunately not all of the oils some of the oils available on the market aren't stable they do contain some acidity and that's because they're done through cheap extraction methods so again we're getting what we pay for here also see some benefits um, lately where there's been a, a huge well-known review published on the benefits of fish oil for pregnancy and they demonstrated the benefits of taking, uh, taking fish oil during pregnancy and its ability to decrease the risk of preterm birth. So really important for expecting mothers to be making sure that they're getting sufficient levels of fish oil. And those sufficient levels they're looking at started at above a, that 1,000 milligrams a day. But again, it depends upon the health of the mother. So this is where a practitioner can really prescribe specific dosing recommended for you and also be testing your omega-3 index to find out how much fish oil is important for you to get your levels up because not only will that decrease the risk of preterm birth, it increases healthy birth weight in the child, and it also decreases the risk of children developing allergies. And in another study, they showed that mothers taking it during pregnancy and throughout the first couple of months of breastfeeding decreased the risk of that child developing allergies and atopic disorders such as eczema. So really important there for expecting mothers to be taking fish oil and some of the research showing the benefits there. Some of the other controversies I've heard about fish oil is around the enteric coating of the capsules. So enteric coating is something that you can do to a capsule where it stops it from breaking down in the stomach and it breaks down low in the digestive tract. This can be used because um, when you take fish oil, some people can get a little bit of a fishy reflux aftertaste, you know, maybe half an hour or so later. Now, something that I heard a patient say to me is that they thought that if they got a reflux aftertaste from the fish oil, it meant the fish oil wasn't good quality. Good quality fish oil should not be overly stinky, that's for sure. But when you take fish oil as a capsule, you'll still get a small amount if it's not enterically coated as a little bit of a fishy taste, but it shouldn't be quite overpowering. So enteric coating is not something that is problematic. Um, it's not something that's sort of covering rancidity of the oil at all. And it is something that can just be used to provide these low reflux fish oil capsules, which is beneficial in people that have reflux. And if that fishy oil taste gives them a bit of a problem. But otherwise, you know, it can just be a little fishy taste, which some people may experience, and it's not the problem. Uh, it's not the end of the world at all. 
And I guess just coming back to that point is that, again, some people sort of feel like, oh, if I can smell the fish oil, often if it's a liquid, what can happen is you may get a little bit of um, the, as you pour it around the top, you can get a little bit of drying of the fish oil there. That can then cause uh, a little bit of smell in that fish oil. So it's not a scientific accurate way to be assessing whether that fish oil is good or not. The way that you want to find out if the fish oil is good quality or not is by getting a good quality fish oil supplement. And the way that you can be doing that is be working with a practitioner that works with clean, purified, routinely tested and validated fish oil that are done through those sophisticated cold extraction processes where they keep the oil stable and they then remove any kind of contaminants and they test it to make sure it's there. And then that's provided in a good quality and often concentrated fish oil product to you. And unfortunately, yes, that does come at a cost, but that's the cost that you want to be paying for so you can get the benefits. I would argue that it's far more costly when my patients are taking cheap and nasty fish oil because it often doesn't produce any benefit and all that they are getting is often rancid, oxidised and contaminated fish oil into themselves and they're paying money for that. And that's harmful to their health and it's certainly not something that I want to be encouraging. So hopefully that helps you understand some of the intricacies around fish oil and how you shouldn't just be assuming that you're getting enough if you eat some fish a couple times a week because you can see how varied that can be from the different types of fish and from what the research will consistently show is that most people are not getting sufficient levels of omega-3 and therefore that puts them at health risk in the future. So I really would encourage you, it's important to be getting your omega-3 levels tested, look at assessing where they're at and then looking to get good clean, purified, concentrated levels of fish oil through supplementation if necessary and getting that from a practitioner who can prescribe it to establish a fundamental aspect to your health because omega-3 is so important for so many different processes within our body, let alone if you specifically are taking fish oil for a particular condition, then making sure you're getting on the right particular dose of a good quality fish oil that you can get prescribed from a practitioner to produce those therapeutic effects within yourself. Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.